0: previously on adequately advanced magic.
1: We believe that Lillian is misusing Valdivian assets for his own personal gain. And we also think he's the one who's trying to take over your business plaza.
2: You are invited to an investment opportunity, bro. Costume Masquerade Party will precede an opportunity to join an exclusive group of investors on the bleeding edge of magical research.
1: So this is the area that we've been able to surveil magically, but everything behind this store And she's basically signaling the back half of the mansion has anti-magic protections.
2: does seem like an opportunity to learn some things.
1: When is the party? It's tomorrow evening. Each of you guys gets dressed and ready for the party. And then outside the business plaza, you see a familiar company-branded levitating SUV roll up.
0: Before she gets in, under her breath, Sarah says, For justice. And gets in. Welcome to Falcon's Reach, a city in which magic is technology. You're listening to Adequately Advanced Magic.
1: See a shot of Virginia and Galazar's levitating SUV as it gusts down the streets of Canaloon. As it heads down the highway, the neighborhood starts to change.
0: Does gentrification happen right before our very <laughs> eyes?
3: Are there how many sets of railroad tracks do we cross?
0: <laughs> mm,
3: at least three sets. Oh wow, okay, that's just that's three standard deviations from where we started.
1: <laughs> yeah, the buildings start to get fancier. You see a lot of variously shaped apartment and business buildings, including some that are shaped like statues, just sort of arbitrarily placed around. Occasionally, you cross some police checkpoints, but the officers apparently seeing a company SUV just wave the vehicle on through. The scene cuts to inside the SUV, and we see Hikur, Nicklaus and Sirius scrunched together in the back seat. What are you guys wearing? Roy, what does Niklaus look like? What does Niklaus look like?
3: So Niklaus is in a slightly modified version of his normal red and black tailored suit. He added a monocle adorned masquerade mask that he kind of cobbled together into like a steampunk chic look. And uh, otherwise his uh, ombre blonde hair is like peeking out the top.
1: Is the mask any particular animal or is it just like a mask?
3: It's got, like, stylizations of pipes and, like, mechanical parts. Kind of like the uh, the bronze snake thing that we found in the sewers. Ooh. Yeah, so same, fancy. Same type of, like, uh, An iron a- snake. Aesthetic, kind of yeah. snake, Brass.
0: Brass. So dapper.
3: Oh, and he has the diamond-braided rope of extra strength uh, coiled on his left shoulder like uh, cords in a military naval uniform. Since obviously he's not gonna be able to take his whole pack of items into the party, that would just be weird,
0: right? Weird. I'm
3: not supposed to take everything I own into this party. Cyrus has uh, Cyrus, You need to have like a bag that you take. It's like a tiny little like clutch. But all of our stuff is like somehow the all clutch side. of holding. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shit, that's,
1: a, that's such a great idea.
0: <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's retcon. Go back. Uh, it's a th- story point. It's the thing we have. No, you, you
3: just happen to have it and you're like, oh, it's all there. And we're like, what? You had this the whole time?
0: <laughs> yeah, she's Hermione. Yeah, uh, you know, I have all your weapons. You know, your, your armors. The, the antitoxin, the
3: spikes, the oil, all the, the stuff that we got <laughs> yeah, from yeah. that. In fact, the whole shed yeah, man, it's all here. that we took the stuff from, somehow the shed's inside.
1: <laughs> yeah, just in case, you know, in case we need some shelter. Alright, Mitchell, what does Sirius look like? What is she wearing?
0: Alright, so Sirius. As a reminder, is a six foot tall half elf lady who is youngish, uh, around age of 30, with Targaryen white blonde hair uh, that she keeps in a ponytail, but it's down right now. She is wearing a red dress with a long skirt, and she has a black mask on. Is the
1: mask any particular animal or anything?
0: That is a great question. What does the
1: mask look like, I guess? Let's see. Can it look like a dog? Sure.
0: Okay, it's great. It's a dog mask. Is it, it's a doge mask? corgi mask yeah it's a corgi mask
1: <laughs> she has her clutch wait you, you do have a clutch
2: yeah just a regular clutch not a clutch
1: just, it's
3: just, just a clutch it's it, it's a nondescript clutch who knows <laughs> it's powers <laughs> until it happens in the story no one knows exactly
0: how- i mean not officially in her inventory <laughs> she doesn't have a clutch but for flavor she has a clutch I think down my leg, I had, I said I had one of my weapons with me.
1: Yeah, not in between your boobs? Not in between her boobs. All right, and Jeremiah, what does Hirkir look like? What is he wearing?
2: Hirkir is wearing a very old-style cut suit that doesn't quite fit. It's a little bit too big. There's, like, two slightly different shades of brown between the coat and the pants. He's got, like, a light green shirt on that doesn't quite match either, and then bright yellow pocket square. <laughs> oh, God, Meanwhile, uh, his mask is, like, two, like, Mario power-up mushrooms over his face, over the eyes, so it's (laughs) bright red and white. (laughs) It's
0: not gonna stand out at all.
2: He thinks it looks great, but of course he's a little, he's a little weird. And he's, he's, like, slicked back his hair, which is usually kind of unkempt and...
0: Uh, what a piece of shit. (laughs)
2: ...around, but, but, like, it's, it's not quite, it's not quite sticking, like, pieces of it are, are kind of sticking up or sticking out the back and he's trimmed his beard a little bit so it's a little bit neater than it usually is
3: wow putting in a lot of effort on this one
2: he, he doesn't know what rich people are like at all so he thought he should clean up a little bit of course his his particular view of that probably doesn't match with uh, rich people's view
3: he's not weird he's just eccentric okay
0: <laughs> here, here was in the bathroom for a really long time getting ready
2: <laughs> he was he took it very seriously He's also, as you may remember, very young, in his late 10s, early 20s.
0: Wait, really? Is he really like a teenager? Yeah, he's 19. Oh, I thought he was older. Nope. Oh.
2: He just seems like it because of all his druidic wisdom.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, glad, glad we're establishing
1: this at like episode 41. <laughs>
2: Pretty sure we 42. established this earlier, but.
1: Yeah, the camera pans out for a second, and it's just like the three of you sitting in the back of the car a little bit awkwardly. Very awkwardly. The the SUV hits, like, a bump in the road, and then, like, you guys get, like, lightly jostled. Lightly jostled.
0: Cyrus turns towards Niklaus and says, Are you sure we should be bringing a child with us?
3: <laughs> Niklaus turns to Cyrus, with his eyes kind of, like, quirked. What?
0: <laughs> I point at Hercure.
3: Niklaus looks to the side at Hercure and is like, What? what Hercure looks <laughs> over and shrugs.
0: I just saw his ID, and it says he's, like, <laughs> 19 years old. I didn't realize... He was a teenager this whole time. (laughs) We should not be endangering the youth in such a way. Okay,
3: Sirius, I understand you're a half-elf and aging works differently for you, but he's an adult.
0: Sirius looks very skeptical. (laughs) And how old are you? That's rude. Is it? We're about to go into a very life-threatening situation. I feel like we should know as much as we can about each other.
3: Shouldn't we come up with identities that we should learn before we go in?
0: Hmm.
3: Herky's like, I'm Rick Marr class takes a moment to remember his <laughs> fake identity.
2: I wrote it my D&D Beyond name, oh, so that, I wouldn't forget.
3: That was smart. Coming up soon, I know it. <laughs> oh, why
2: did I have such a difficult name? That's true, you did pick, like, the uh, the most difficult name.
3: Yeah, mine was uh, Dayar Azad.
0: <laughs> it's so easy to remember. Do I need an, an alias?
3: I mean, unless you want to introduce yourself as a
0: cop. I mean, I don't have to say what i do but do i need a different name
3: well seeing as these people may realize that one of the party members like like if let's say for instance things don't go perfectly like uh, who knows why that would happen but let's say for some reason uh lillian is aware that someone broke into the secure section of their manor uh the participants of the party would definitely be one of the suspects that they would be looking into for people that would do that, right?
0: Oh. Uh, what was the name of that pirate we met? Intira. I'll go as her.
3: She's also the most famous pirate in the city, so she might get recognized.
0: Mm. Dang it, I had a good one. I don't think you know how long it took me to come up with the name Cirrus.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay, wait, hold on. Fake. Wait. <laughs> Fantasy. <laughs> Alright, anyways. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ooh.
3: <laughs> okay, we'll let you think about that. We'll- on the rest of the car ride.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can say I'm a private investigator. Are
3: we gonna pretend to know each other? I guess we are arriving together. Yes. <sighs> these things suck. And also, were these invitations not sent to someone specifically, and then they were like given to us, or how did you get these invitations, uh, Virginia? Oh, don't worry
1: about it. Well, in
3: case someone asks, did did we just re- receive it in the mail? Is that how most of them got theirs?
1: Yeah, they sent it through the post.
3: Okay, perfect.
1: By the way, here's a map of what we know about Lillian's place. Excellent. And she hands you, like, a little, like, somewhat crudely hand-drawn map. I'm
0: Iris.
2: (laughs) That's great. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Excellent. That's great,
1: Sirius.
2: Now let's look at this map.
0: Oh, yes. Okay. (laughs) I'm a finance person.
2: (laughs) You'll be able to keep that up real fast with that. Yeah. I do finance stuff. No, I'm a finance person. I do
0: mergers and acquisitions.
1: <laughs> hostile takeovers. Yeah. Extremely hostile takeovers. <laughs> right, a map. Okay, let's see. The theory of you take a look at the map. Lillian's place is apparently very square. <laughs> in the very center is what appears to be labeled a kitchen. And then connecting to that in the south is the <laughs> foyer. Which leads to the main entrance, and also what appears to be a coat check room.
2: Their house has a coat check room?
1: Yeah. To the west of the kitchen, and basically on that side of the house, is an art room.
0: Uh Uh-oh, stay out of that. You never know when the paintings might attack (laughs) us. What? Okay,
1: y'all are really paranoid. On the right side is another room labeled the music room. And the room to the north is a dining room, which apparently has an entrance that leads towards the back of the house, but that part is blank.
3: So the back of the house is on the north side of the house.
2: Yeah. What are we what are we doing here again? Just remind me what we're looking for information on something, but I don't remember what. Specifically.
3: We need something for Virginia and Galazar so that they can get permission to go into the executive's
0: private residence. Uh
1: for your own personal goal, you should try to find out why he wants the plaza. That's right. That's right.
0: Okay, so we need to gather incriminating evidence on Lillian, and I need to know if they were the ones responsible for Valerie's death.
1: Virginia turns around again and she's like, Galzar and I will be waiting in the car. Let us know if you need any help.
0: Right, and we have the sending stones.
1: A couple of minutes later, Galzar pulls the SUV up to what appears to be a large glass tower, tree-shaped.
2: Herger stares at it in wonder.
1: The main tower of the apartment makes up the trunk of a tree, and above you see a lot of very glittery apartment buildings where the branches and leaves would be. Huh. Virginia turns around once more and is like, Alright, make sure to not get caught. And if you do, w- we don't know you. But if you need help, let us know. Got it?
0: Alright. Sure.
1: Sounds good. Alright. Good luck.
0: Lillian's the only one who's going to need luck. Why, why, why would you wish our adversary luck?
1: Because I'm coming for them. Sirius looks like she's about to take justice into her own hands. Yes. As Sirius thinks about justice, a valet opens the doors of the car.
3: Sirius, we're waiting on you. Huh? Your, your door's open.
1: Oh. Sirius steps out of the car. The three of you head inside the luxury apartment building. As the three of you enter, you see a large sign behind the concierge. It says Druid's Haven. And completely unironically, there's a worker nearby using Magitek to keep the plants alive.
2: Hercure frowns at this.
1: The concierge takes a look at your invitations that I just assume you, you or you ask him shit Virginia <laughs> Come back just shot to the back
2: seat of the car with three invitations just sitting there. <laughs>
0: Fuck <laughs>
2: But no, we brought them.
0: We 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 for sure did
1: Definitely, definitely (laughs) As the three of you continue on You see there's a couple of security guards on this ground floor The concierge points you towards the elevators in the back And for the first time in your life It's free What? No (laughs)
3: No. This is how the other half
1: lives Unbelievable (laughs) Hercule enters in slack-jawed wonder Sirius (laughs)
0: Serious is <laughs> looking back like, are you sure?
1: The, the elevator attendant, like, presses the button for you.
0: Whoa. But we haven't paid
1: yet. Oh, no, don't worry, ma'am.
0: <laughs> what? Just, just do it before they charge us. She's just open mouthed, looking at the other two. <laughs> did you see that? Did you hear him?
3: Yes. Now, I assume that since Niklaus worked at Valdivian, the elevators
1: there also did not charge. No, he was years. he was
2: forced to pay. All the workers were forced so he, to pay
1: so he's used, to use the elevators. <laughs> it's like it's like the snack machines that they have.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's how deep this dystopia runs.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're low level yeah, employees. You, to have to pay to use the elevator? Of course they do. Once, does, once
1: you get the executive pass you can you don't have to <laughs> Does
3: Nicholas know how much is appropriate to tip the elevator attendant?
1: Do a history check.
2: History check. This a thought poor. never occurs to her team. It's going to be a 13.
1: With your previous knowledge of how this world works, you're pretty sure that the, the elevator attendant is salaried and has a pretty nice health plan. It's
3: one of the cushiest jobs in the whole city.
1: Yeah, so no no tip needed. You know Probably how competitive those
3: jobs
2: are, though? Like, <laughs> people have killed each other for
3: Definitely less. makes
0: more than serious.
1: <laughs>
3: no, I'm thinking not. Like a, it's like a taxi medallion system. Where, you know, you have to, like... <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
2: There's a guild, and you have to have enough money to pay into the guild. Yeah. They pass down elevators from father to son.
1: They do. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're the only people who know how to operate them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the, the lore build they were getting. Done.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Eldritch mystery of the elevators. No one even Actually, knows the why old, they're called just elevators. There's enormous either. amounts of
2: power in the city, but no one knows it.
0: These elevators take, like, nuclear reactor amounts of energy just to go up and down.
3: They're all powered from a single source.
2: Controlled by the Elevator Operators Guild.
3: They have to harvest spice on the other side of the planet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That'll be the final boss. will be the Elevator Operating Guild. We control everything! <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the
3: final boss is, a, is we have to get on the space elevator.
1: <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. That would cost so much money. Yes. Once again, the bad guys are aliens. <laughs>
3: All along.
1: As the three of you are slack-jawed at the price of the elevator, it eventually reaches a point where it's all glass, and you can see out into the city. In the evening darkness, you can see the multitude of lights and illusions blinking in distance. You get chills. Is it a
2: better view when when we were plummeting out of the the air laboratory?
1: Yeah, but it's because, like, the air's not blowing your... (laughs) like, your eyes... (laughs) The elevator goes ding, and you arrive at the designated floor.
0: It really is a beautiful city,
2: isn't it? Sure, from this distance. Herker steps out of the elevator, looks at his invitation again to see where he's supposed to
1: go. Yeah, You take a look at the invitation, it's the apartment that's down the hall.
2: Herker looks at his companions, ready? As we will ever be, yes. He uh, pulls his jacket a little tight around him and heads down the hall.
1: The three of you head down the hallway, and outside the apartment, you see a very stocky-looking orc in a suit. And he has the completely unnecessary sunglasses and then the little, like, twirly earpiece. <laughs> he sees you approach, and he says, Invitations, please. Herc here presents his invitation. Yeah. He takes a good look at you, and then he opens the door to let you in. Herc takes a deep breath and goes into the
2: apartment. Oh! <laughs> <laughs>
1: God. <laughs> he also looks at Sirius' and Niklaus's invitations and lets the two of you in.
0: Sirius feels appropriately intimidated by the security guard
1: and walks inside. The three of you arrive in the entrance hallway leading to the foyer. At the end of the hallway, you see that there's a coat check. The three of you see that there's a dwarf attendant here and she looks expectantly at the three of you in case you wanted to check your coats in.
2: Herku does not want to check his coat in.
0: Sirius did not bring a coat. Check your clutch. Sirius keeps her clutch.
1: Hercure
2: tries not to acknowledge the dwarf, not quite knowing how this works. So he keeps going into the into the apartment.
3: Would it be appropriate to keep the coat with Niklaus Snow?
1: It's a matter of personal preference. You will keep it. Have you never been to a party, Roy, where they have coat checks? <laughs>
3: this is fantasy world, okay. They have different so roles there.
1: And the three of you head into the foyer. As the 3 of you dramatically open the door, you see that there's a pretty sizable crowd here. There's about some 30 or so people gathered, and they're mostly just talking amongst themselves. In the center of the floor, you see that there's a long table filled with hors d'oeuvres. Ooh. On the edges of the room, you see two staircases that lead up to an upper level, and uh, one doorway to your left on the, along the back wall, and another doorway on your right. There's another door on your back left that apparently leads to the coat room. As the three of you take a look around, you see that the crowd is a mix of various races. There's no like particular majority here, but it becomes very apparent that everyone is quite wealthy and everybody go ahead and do a perception check.
0: Please tell me people don't all turn towards us when we walk in.
1: A couple people do just because you're like
0: They can smell the poor on us. Yeah,
1: they can smell the destitution. Uh, They look at your clutch and they see that there's no gold in it.
0: (laughs) I don't recognize that brand. Eh.
1: I rolled a 21.
0: The solid 9 for Niklaus.
1: I rolled a 12. Niklaus, your attention is drawn towards the hors d'oeuvres. Your stomach growls like a poor person.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you're not starving yourself in a fashionable way.
1: (laughs) serious, you see that the help is not wearing masks, they're just wearing, like, the normal like, butler's clothing. Mm. And here, here, amongst the crowd, you notice one person that stands out. A very nervous looking young elf. And he's wearing an ill-fitting suit. Basically, like, the first suit that you get after you graduate college. (laughs) Uh. He appears to be pretty nervous, and he's just sort of, like, trying to direct the help, but... All of the help is not listening to him. Meanwhile, the rest of the crowd appears to have gathered for some sort of announcement. In the meantime, though, the three of you can take a look, quick look around if you guys want to look at anything.
0: What kind of hors d'oeuvres are there? Joey, tell me. Do a quick investigate check.
2: Oh, she's investigating the, uh... The
0: Brent, hors these hors d'oeuvres might be guilty of crimes. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> are there servers walking around with drinks on them? On yeah. plates? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The club grabs one off the platter as they walks
0: by. Nice. 18. Probably my be- it's probably my best roll of the night, is investigating the hors d'oeuvres.
1: Are you looking for anything in particular? No. It's okay, because I have like a, a handy dandy <laughs> list of hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> like
2: anything not soy-based.
1: Even with like a, like a quick glance, you see that this is not the typical JYMO create food and water stuff. It's not the tasteless soy that you're used to, even as you just like walk past it, you smell wonderful sp- smells.
2: Smell real smells. Yeah. Real food? What?
1: There's a lot of puff pastries, a lot of cheese, there's a lot of charcuterie. Is, there's a lot of seafood, meats? which is totally bizarre to you.
0: How do they what is seafood? Will we know what seafood is?
1: <laughs> You've heard of mythical Well, I guess you would know what fish are. JMY J Y M O style anyway. Yeah. Would
0: we would we know what fish are? They
2: live in the sewers. Se- some fish flavored oh. uh energy bars at some point.
0: What is this meat? It doesn't look like beef or chicken. Herkier eyes the hors
2: d'oeuvres hungrily, but if it looks like everyone's gathering, he's uh, not gonna get, grab anything right away.
1: Uh, I mean like other people are eating it.
2: Oh, well then he'll, he'll grab some, some things that look tasty. Sirius yeah.
0: grabs like one of everything.
2: Just so much meat. It's just
0: yeah. all meat. Sirius is starving and she hasn't seen any, this much food in her entire life.
1: If you're wondering where the food comes from you can go ahead and do an arcana check.
0: I typically do that in my real life when I'm trying to figure out where food comes from. <laughs> <laughs> Short one. Eleven. One. <laughs>
2: Twenty-two. One of these rolls is not
0: like the other.
1: Sirius <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Hugh, H- you have no idea because you guys are poor people. Correct. Niklaus is also poor, but he has seen what rich people are like. While a lot of the food for... <laughs> I was about to say commoners, but I was like, not exact. Does that make sense? You could just say pores. The masses. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Uh, the food for the masses is usually created from create food and water, which is a pretty low-level spell. The food here is from a different spell called Hero's Feast.
3: Ooh. Niklaus snags a little like a uh, bunch of grapes by the stem, and he uh, snacks on that as he has his drink and meanders towards where the people are gathering. Mm-hmm.
0: And for reference,
1: this is a 6-level spell.
0: They have—they must have some powerful magic tech, then. Cirrus doesn't know that because she has no idea what happened here.
1: hmm Which one of you guys, did everybody take the food? I took one of everything. Nikos took
2: food. Hercure does.
1: And just for reference... Hero's Feast is a 6-level spell. You bring forth a great feast, including magnificent food and drink. The feast takes one hour to consume and disappears at the end of that time, and the beneficial effects don't set in until this hour is over, and uh, the minutiae is that up to 12 other creatures can partake of this feast. Wow! A creature that partakes of the feast gains several benefits. The creature is cured of all diseases and poison becomes immune to poison, and being frightened, and makes all wisdom saving throws with advantage.
0: Damn!
1: Its nice. health point maximum also increases by 2d10. Holy cow. And it gains the same number of hit points. These benefits last for 24 hours. TM.
0: <laughs> so Sirius is just spending an entire hour eating hors d'oeuvres. Yeah, hors- so if you
1: guys just steadily eat for like an hour, <laughs> you guys can get the, the benefits.
0: Seer 100% wood. This is the most amount of food she's ever seen in her life. Yes, her care as well.
1: Yeah. There's at least two or three tables of this. Wow. And just as a little bit of trivia, the spell usually requires a gem-encrusted bowl worth at least 1,000 gold.
0: <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Sounds all about right.
1: Was there anything else you guys wanted to look at? The will just be uh, eavesdropping as he walks around. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and do a perception check. Fifteen. You pass by one conversation in which a group of ladies seem to be gossiping about what's going to happen and you catch some part that seems to be like like oh my gosh i heard they only took three people last time
2: that's not ominous at all
1: too do you want to look at anything
2: um do i see anything of and en- like he's looking around kind of with interest while he's eating but like it's such a new environment for him it doesn't really know what he should be looking for, but if there's anything particular that would strike his
1: interest, fl- flora of some sort. Mm-hmm. Go and do a perception check. 21. You see sort of standing here and there are a couple of people who stand out, and it becomes very obvious to you that they're security guards just mingling. How many do I do I count? You see at least two in the crowd. As your mind turns toward more security-focused matters, you notice that there's a couple of familiar-looking automata standing as if they're suits of armor throughout the room. Huh.
2: Interesting. Hercule will keep this to himself until he can find an opportune moment to surreptitiously let the others know.
1: One of the doors on the upper floor opens. Nicklaus, you see a familiar-looking elf. He's a little bit on the younger side. He has this silver-blue, slicked-back hair, underneath a baseball cap, and he's wearing stylish but very casual clothes. He's not—he's the—he's like one of the very few people not wearing a uh, a mask, and he's followed by three others. You see a thin halfling female in a pinstripe suit wearing a parrot mask. You also see a thin but very curvy female elf in a very form-fitting dress, and and she has a cat mask on. Meow. Meow. And you see a very thick, muscly human male, and he's wearing a giraffe mask. Oh, what's a giraffe? It's a mythical creature. Don't worry about it. Okay. You've heard about these in your uh, bedtime stories. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, the giraffes are some of the most notoriously predacious carnivores in all of the mythology. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: The uh, the guy wearing the giraffe mask, he's wearing a pretty nice suit and still has his overcoat on. As the four of them enter onto the top balcony, the crowd goes silent. The guy who is apparently Lillian, Lillian goes up towards the balcony and looks down at everybody condescendingly, and he says, Hey, bras. <laughs> Thanks for coming to this investment party. We've got a super exclusive opportunity for you today. As I'm sure you've heard, our endeavor is making an impressive return on investment, and our cash flow is excellent, brah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Everyone else
1: in the crowd's like, brah, brah, brah. <laughs> he continues. So you bras might be wondering why I've decided to host the masquerade party. Unfortunately, we're just looking for three very special, very talented investors, brah. So today I have my best friends here to pick out our three lucky investors to be pitched in the conference room in the back area. They'll be looking for certain qualities, brah. So be sure to talk to them tonight, keep your masks on, and otherwise enjoy the hors d'oeuvres and drinks, brah. They'll let me know who they pick in two hours. Two hours? Remember, these might be your future business partners, so be sure to get on the good side now, bras. Peace out. And he leaves. Niklaus bites into another grape.
0: Cirrus munches down a puff pastry.
1: Hercure chews thoughtfully. The crowd murmurs to itself. Brah. Brah. Brah Brah. Bra Brah The parrot mask, cat mask, and giraffe mask each head into different rooms. And the party begins to disperse throughout the apartment.
3: Uh Niklaus will kind of uh listen in again on that same group of people that were talking about how they only chose three last time. And he sees if they've reacted and what they're saying in response to the uh, announcement.
1: Go ahead and do a another perception check. It's going to be a six. You only catch bits and pieces of their conversation, but it seems like they're each individually developing a strategy to try and figure out what each of these people like to try and get on their good side. That's about all that you pick up.
3: Niklaus tries to make eye contact with the Hercure and Cirrus to uh, set up a, a little rendezvous tete to uh, discuss. Tete. Yeah, a little, a little tete-a-tete. pow a powwow.
0: I also look at them and raise my eyebrows.
2: I see her eyebrows and raise them.
0: <laughs> I raise your eyebrows with my <laughs> eyebrows.
2: Niklaus rolls his eyes
3: uh, <laughs> and joins the rest of them.
0: But during this entire conversation, Cirrus makes sure to not stop eating.
3: <laughs> Niklaus
2: is on his third drink.
0: Oh, Sirius also has some drinks.
2: Her cure is noshing away.
0: Gotta eat
1: continuously for an hour. <laughs> uh, yeah, the uh, you can get as drunk as you want because after an hour you're cured of poison. It's
0: true. Start knocking him back. <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, ah.
1: Of course, if
2: you if you go too hard the first hour. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you don't make it the full hour. You're...
0: Okay, oh, well, mm, oh, Puff is so good. Sorry, let's think.
3: I wish I had a straw to, like, sip from, noisily. Yeah,
1: I'll allow yeah. it.
0: Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Just, uh, just edit that in. Just give him a <laughs> <laughs> He's got a margarita this time.
0: Nicholas, would you happen to know any of these three individuals from your time at Valdivian?
3: No, unfortunately I don't remember uh, a giraffe, a parrot, or a cat.
0: Okay, but maybe any close associates of Lillian or anything like that?
3: Well, he usually rub shoulders with other exact level people. I only really interact with him because he was my boss. So I may right. have seen them in the same room, but I, I didn't really know any of them by name. Do, do I have any inclination as to who they may be, Joey? No, you wouldn't know any of these people. No, I wouldn't know any of these people.
0: Alright, who has the sending stones?
3: We as a group have them, so whoever needs okay. it can just be like, I use the sending stone.
0: Okay, maybe Virginia knows who these people are.
3: But she can't see them. We're just going to describe vaguely, like, oh, this is a thin halfling female. She's going to know who that is. She's, I mean, they've been
2: She's a halfling. She must know all the halflings in
0: Falcons. That's right? true. We,
3: I didn't consider that. We should ask her.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
1: well, it's they've been that, investigating it's this the guy. Halfling, the halfling network. <laughs>
0: the, the H2H. It's the,
1: the, the one quarter. Oh,
0: the HOA. No. The house... <laughs> <laughs> we, we could also just go into these rooms
2: and see what see what they're about
3: yes fine because just knowing who they are may not tell us anything about what they like
0: yeah I'm just saying Virginia has been investigating Lillian for a while
3: okay she we might have we moved beyond Virginia and Galazar now. now now it's our show oh okay they just brought us here okay
0: okay yes I'll I guess should we split up should we split our party
3: I think that's probably the, the play
0: okay who goes where who goes
2: where
3: I think, since, did anyone see where everyone went? Did you, did you guys see, like, who
2: went where? Did we see who went where, Joey?
1: Not exactly. You only see that they're not in this room. And, like, the crowds kind of, like, went to three different locations? Yeah. They've, they've now spread out throughout the house. None of them stayed in this room, right? There's still, like, a couple people sort of chatting amongst themselves.
3: So I, I can use... <laughs> and then uh, Nicklaus kind of Shiftly looks left and right for a second, and he switches to using his um, sorcerer's ability to telepathically speak, and he'll toggle it between Cirrus <laughs> and Hircar, so he can have he just repeats it back and forth to each of them.
1: So basically, you're casting it, doing it like twice, right? Uh, yeah. Like one to Cirrus and one to Hercure and then
3: just kind of going back and forth.
1: It's also bonus
3: action, so <laughs> it's a little <laughs> clunky, but uh as i'm not saying a lot then it it should be fine so i just tell them i can cast detect thoughts and read their surface thoughts that may give us an insight into what it is they're looking for it only lasts for one minute Ah. so i could maybe do it to one of them otherwise we'd have to like run across the house to the other side to get more than one or i would use up (laughs) all my spell slots to do it So I, don't maybe, think, I don't think it's viable for, for more than one.
0: Maybe as a last resort.
3: We should just try uh, being charming at our authentic selves. Pretending to be our authentic selves.
0: Yeah. yeah as long as our authentic selves are investors.
3: Exactly. We just manifest it.
0: Okay. Can, Nicholas? can you teach me some terms or some terminology I could use to make it convincing that I'm an, a finance investor person?
3: Yes, just repeat back what they say as a question.
0: <laughs> that's the best ad- racist, Dan?
3: That's the best advice I can give you when having a conversation about finance when you know nothing about finance.
0: <laughs> okay, that's good. That I can do that.
3: You need to your average cost down, your your market capitalization. You're like, "Oh, yes, average costs down, huh?" And you're like, "Just let them talk."
0: Okay, I think I could do that. Great. I might sprinkle in a few in this economies in there. <laughs> I've heard the term bear and bull, but I don't understand what these animals have to do with anything. Are there is there someone with a bear mask or a bull mask we should be looking for?
3: Niklaus <laughs> <laughs> blinks a couple times. I think stick with the question thing. I think that's probably probably the best strategy overall.
2: Hercure nods.
3: Okay, I trust you. You should, in fact, try to get this conversation away from finance and on personal hobbies and interests. Build a personal connection you know?
0: Okay. I have so many of those.
3: Think of it like an interrogation like you did at the precinct where you build rapport. That was in the manual,
0: right? Well, you saw what was in the manual. Actually, you didn't see what was in the manual. Hercule saw what was in the manual the other day.
2: (laughs) It was a lot of questions.
0: Yeah. If I could sit them down at a table in a enclosed room, that might feel more at home for me. Handcuffed. (laughs) Handcuffed to a table.
3: (laughs) I mean, they might be interested in that.
0: Well, I guess we'll just have to find out. Think Cirrus does for her vengeance—the
3: <laughs> sexy thing she does for her vengeance. <laughs> yep. s-
0: so sexy, sexy vengeance. <laughs> I wonder
3: how, how she like for the eye on, and another person thinks it's a it's a BDSM thing, but Cirrus <laughs> is just like a cop arresting someone. How long does it go before they realize?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second—they're going really hard into this bit. <laughs>
2: What was the safe word?
3: Shut up. Stop resisting.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay. We should probably go as a group and then see who might hit it off with each
2: of the- uh... Sounds good.
3: What do, we, what do we call these people?
2: The VIPs? The VIPs. The Vippies. The VVIPs? Yes. Vips. Viperonis. <laughs>
3: okay. Viperoni and meatball. To the art. Yes. Keep your guard up, here
0: Okay.
2: I- I- during this conversation, I remind them- that there are
0: security guards around. Sarahs takes another plate of food before we leave.
1: Hi everyone, this is Joey, your adequately sleepy dungeon master. Thanks for listening to this episode of Adequately Advanced Magic. We should be good to go for the next couple of weeks for our regularly scheduled episodes, so be sure to tune in for the next few weeks. Join us next week as Hyukir, Sirius, and Niklaus actually socialize with people.